Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Good morning. Um, we are on page Tuf Lamed Zion. We uh, have been discussing in somewhat more complex detail the nature and the service of the Eved Nehman. Um, the Eved Nehman, uh, his main ob- objective is Tainug, is to provide Tainug to the Melech. His avoid is motivated by knowledge, which then motivates love. Um, and he is bound in Makusher to the Odin and will do anything to provide delight and pleasure to the Odin, which means he knows something about the Odin. He knows about something about what will give special delight, special pleasure to the Odin. Um, <clears throat> in terms of the avoid of self-refinement, he's got that too but not to a very great extent. Uh, this is where we left off last time. We're about four or five lines down. First word on the page is Shemechadish Yigil Lehefer Tevoi V'choymori. That's the beginning of, that's the end of, the, of, the, of, the, of, a, of a sentence. It's the beginning of this line. We're going to go into this in some detail. Um, he does not have to exert himself to, to a great extent <coughs> to to uh, uh, refine and elevate and totally change his physicality because his physicality isn't very great to begin with. So anyway, we're going to see this. We're going to finish up with this topic and get back to the Eved Pashat. Uh, so on the same line, keep Eved Neman, because the Eved Neman ain't kind of So here's the big thing. By the Eved Pashat, his avoider, uh is 100% exertion. It is 100% Kabbalah's oil. Uh, there is no Tainuk. There is no knowledge, at least no knowledge motivating his Avaita. There is no satisfaction. Uh, he has nothing from it. He has nothing altogether. In his own eyes, he's nothing. He is a ox to the yoke. He is a, a total uh, uh, object of own, owned by the Odin. Uh, as the Rebbe pointed out before, his, his bittle to the Odin, his... Um, negation to the master is like the negation of one's hand to oneself. It's, there it is. It's, uh, uh, it, you don't have to reason with it. You don't have to tell it what to do. Uh, it has no life of its own. It has no particular views on you. Uh, it's, it's an extension of you. That is the Evid Poshet. And what that means is his avoida is very, very different from that of the Evid Demon. Obviously, we've spoke about this at some length. His avoida brings something that there's no other avoida can bring, particularly the, not that of the Avedamon. It's a chiddish. It's, it is absolute novelty. There is no place in Seder Shtalshalus that you can find Yigiyah. Uh, and we'll go into this in some detail uh, this morning. Kiba Avedamon, ain't kan chischadshus. So, oh, wait a minute. Oh, the Avedamon, he's got a body too. He also uh, has to eat and drink and sleep, and, and uh, he, he has a Nefshbamis, like everybody else. But it's not a dominant feature in his life. It is not a determining feature in his life. <laughs> doesn't require this novelty of uh, self-generated efforts to such an extent. First of all, he hasn't come down so far. He's, uh, he's a very lofty neshama. He's not so much, the neshama is not so much um, enveloped by and, and bound up with the humrius of physical life. He's a spiritual, he's a lofty neshama of a very spiritual nature. Uh, he's not caught up 
in physicality. Physicality has doesn't have much of an influence on him. <coughs> Excuse me. Ubaprat, shinish masay. So, specifically, what does this mean? Ubaprat nish masay. Hari he madrega gavaya. He has an ashamo from an extremely lofty level. Uh, his spiritual life is far beyond that of the ordinary person, uh, and he is a neshama uh, who's rooted in levels of awe, of light, of, uh, of, of kedusha, um, which is extraordinary. And that's who, that's what this neshama is. Nonetheless, he has a nature. That's true, he has a very lofty neshama, which gives him a fabulous advantage. But um, like everybody else, he has a teva, he has a nature, he is, after all, a physical being in this world. Hari Messiah loy, so, okay, well, so that's, that should require tremendous exertion to deal with that nature. Uh, no, Hari Messiah loy bezeb, hagilui ora elyoin. He gets help. He gets assistance. He uh, has advantages. The advantages in the form of a revelation of light, of a lofty or. Hamir binishmasai, which by virtue of the position of his neshama and who he is, uh, glows. The man is, has tremendous gilui, uh, has tremendous. Uh, uh, he's saturated with light, lofty neshama in a, an extremely uh, 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 illuminated situation, illuminated position, and what with the lofty and actually the two go together. I mean, the reason he has this access to luminosity is because he has a lofty neshama. His neshama is rooted in an area which is bathed in or in seif. Uh, and therefore, um, this, it's for him to, uh, to revert, to subjugate physicality, specifically coarse physicality. It's not, it's not no task at all. It's a, it's a minor tussle. Uh, therefore, when he does refine his physicality uh, and whatever is uh, accrues to him by virtue of the fact that he has a body and an efshabamis, uh, no big deal. It's the, again, the word, the Lushen Kach always has been coming into the play here in this mimer again and again and again. Not that he doesn't have an avoid, not that he doesn't have an avoid of birurim, an avoid of subjugation and refinement, he does. Uh, it's just not very difficult. It's, uh, it, it, he, it's not the, his main issue at the moment, or at any moment. Why? Well, because first of all, he has this unbelievably lofty source, which gives him access to inspiration, which is above himself. And number two, the physicality in which he finds himself enclosed is not so coarse. It's, uh, the body is tailored to the neshama. And in his case, it's a very lofty neshama. He gets a very refined body and a relatively refined nefshabamis. So he's not struggling. He's, he's not in the depths of, of a, a life and death struggle with chumriyas. He doesn't have any relationship with chumriyas. Physicality, yes. He has to do his tikkunim. He has to do his refinements. But this is not a major issue for him. It's not him. His, the, oh, so his teva, the, you'd see, you'd meet this individual. Uh, exceptional. I mean, this, this is the sort of person you, you, we would be in awe of to meet such an individual. Um, his, his, the subjugation of the self is uh, complete, almost complete. He's an extremely lofty individual, extremely spiritual person. 
uh, whose nature is, uh, is exalted. He has an exalted nature. Um, so the Rebbe says, yeah, but he, he didn't do it himself. Uh, he didn't take a, uh, a stone and turn it into a flower. He took a uh, daisy and turned it into a rose. Uh, he, he, uh, he, didn't, he, he himself didn't have to subjugate his nature to a great extent because the nature wasn't so bad to begin with, number one. And number two, the power, the power of subjugation was largely a gift by virtue of the status of his neshama. Kim Ha'orliki, his, his whole Avaida is, uh, who's doing the job here? Who is, who is primarily responsible for the refinement of his physical life is the Ha'orliki which glows in him, not, not himself, whoever the himself is. This is, becomes an interesting question also when we deal with the Evid Pajra. Because in the case of the Evid Pajra, there is no Ha'orliki. It's all himself. So now, of course, comes, comes the question, who's the himself? Well, in this case, the himself plays a minor role in the subjugation of physicality. It's, uh, uh, it's largely uh, by virtue of the, his stature and the help that comes, comes accordingly. Now we get to the real McCoy here. The Evid, what's not to say he's not the real McCoy. Chasr I shouldn't say such things. This is a remarkable individual. This is a, an extremely uh, important officer in the king's army. Let's, let's not fool ourselves here. But we're talking about Avaida. And in terms of Avaida, yeah, he's got it to a certain extent, but that's not the key. That's not his main thing. That's not his main job. If you want to see what Avaida is all about, uh, we have to go to the Evid Pajit. Now, again, we mentioned in the past, the Evid Pajit is an extreme. Uh, there are very few people like this. Um, they just, it's, it's hard to imagine someone like this. But the Indian is applicable to everybody. But the, Re- the Rebbe is telling us something about Avaita. The Rebbe is telling us something about ourselves. That in terms of Chumris, well, we all have that. Uh, and most of us are not given very much uh, in the way of uh, freebies, Lamaila, to, to handle it. Um, so what, one could become discouraged. One could become disappointed because of the lack of progress. Oh, you know something? Now, well, we see this on, on Shavuos, the Marshall. You know, I, I exert myself to such an extent I prayed so hard to have a chush and tarda, to have a sense, to have a, a, not only a yidia, but a hergish, what I'm, whose tarda it is, what, what I'm looking at, what I'm, what I'm immersing my mind in. I've been through time, I don't know how many times, and I understand that the rice of kuchu and nothing, it's, I can't seem to get anywhere, and I struggle, and I struggle, and I struggle. So that person, there is a tendency. There is a tendency to look at oneself, in a sense, as a failure. Because if I'm doing all that, and this is where I'm holding spiritually, whoa, I mean, I'm in the wrong profession. Absolutely, 100% wrong. 100, 180 degrees about face. Because the preciousness of the Yagiya, it's the Yagiya. Uh, you know, the Rabbani Shalom knows the whole Torah himself, you know. He, in, terms of, in terms of Giluyim, in terms of Hergeshim, in terms of Aliyahs, in terms of Tainuk, these are all products of Gilui of one sort or another. And the truth is we have to, it has to come our way. And thank God we do get encouragement, we do get these, these moments, we do have our times. Every man has his hour, and Baruch Hashem, we get them more than infrequently. We do have our inspiration. But it seems to us insufficient to produce the kind of a, a kind of 
attachment, the kind of avenir that it should produce. Uh, well, you want to know what perfection is? You want to know who the hero of Samach Vav is? It's the Evid Pajot. And the Evid Pajot doesn't have anything. Whatever you got, whatever I got, it's diamonds compared to what this Evid Pajot has. It's the Pshitas. And it's the Pshitas which leads to Yegiya, and the Yegiya is a Chiddush. Tainug is not a Chiddush, it's a Gilui. Or is not a Chiddush, it's a Gilui. It's, it's Gilui Helen. This is a Chiddush which is, has, originates, like Yesh originates from Ayin. It originates in the Evid Pajot. And the Yegiya of every single Neshav, the, the Jewish people, the Yegiya and the, the uh, self-exertion Regardless of what the results come, happen to be, well, the outcome, whatever the outcome happens to be, that Yigiya is a treasure, it is a novelty. It is something we have by virtue of the fact that we're alive in this world and we are given a very limited circumstances and very li- limited help from above. And therefore it schleps out of us this core of absolute commitment to Hashem's will. Um, and of course we see it again as say, well, I'm not getting very far. We're getting tremendously far. You cannot imagine how far we're getting. Anyway, but here I'm blabbering on. Let's, let's get back to the mimer and get some sense of this. As far as the Ebed Pajit is concerned, Hari Hu Humri Mamish. The Ebed Pajit, this is something we can certainly relate to, is uh, stuck in Humrius. I mean, it's not, you know, there's Gashmius, and then there is Pajit Gashmius. Who nice? It is so thick, it is so restrictive, uh, it's, it's almost suffocating. That's Humri's. Who handles this? Since he's stuck in Humri's, since he's in a Shama on a low level, since he's not getting Gilim from these high Dargas, uh, that, that from Milamila, it's him. He's doing it. He is subjugates and is mevatel teva. He changes teva. Well, who can change teva? Only the rabbinic line can change teva. Teva is existence. It's yeshma. It's a creation of Hashem Mizbarach. This person has a... It's a chiddish. Yeshma is my... That's the ultimate chiddish. Well, this person has produced a chiddish. He has taken teva and turned it into something else. He has taken a... a a highly restricted, pre-programmed uh, a piece of meat with its own behavior, restrictions, boundaries, limitations, concealments, and he has turned it into a mechanism for the service of Hashem. He's mavatl it. He's denied it its natural, intrinsic being and has made it instead a vessel for the service of the Ratzon of the Barayoyim. Imkein hari his chachos gumur. This is a complete chiddush. It's a chiddush in one of two ways. It's a chiddush mitzad a teva atzmok with respect to teva itself. Not normal. It is not normal for a person to go against every single gene in his body and every single proclivity and every single bad habit he picked up during his youth or whatever and to take that individual constructed out of humrius and be mavatlet so that it becomes a servant of Hashem is Baruch, the teva changes from a piece of a lump of clay to a, a vessel for the service of, of the, to fulfill the rotsen elyon, the rotsen of the barayoylem, complete subjugation of teva becomes, it's no longer tevatik. It goes beyond himself. Uh, 
It is changing from one essence, namely the essence of Chumrius, and the essence of, uh, of, of Choshech and, and restriction, to the essence of self-transcendence, totally, complete freedom, in the sense that it is bound completely and totally to the service of the Bari Oilam, uh, based on a person's own decisions, a person's own choices. Shazeu has this is a Givad Gechidish. You know, you don't find this elsewhere. You do not find... The Malachim don't have to struggle with Chumris. The Malachim can... Uh, you know, if we, we, look, we look in Nach. We look in the uh, Girsat Tfilah. Uh, so we have a little bit of uh, insight into the, how the, <coughs> the Malachim serve the Rabbani Shalom, what their, what their services, what their invite is. We hear and see here and there. Um, well, they're not stuck fighting Teva. They're not stuck fighting a Guf. They don't have to worry about pizza and coke, or, or worse. Vehain, so, so with respect to the, the conversion of the natural order, him being part of the natural order, the humorous, his humorous being part of it, there's nothing more natural than humorous, as we would think. Um, he has converted it to a mechanism which is purely dedicated to divinity. Not based on Giluim, not based on quid pro quo or agendas or anything else. Based on a pure... Etzem. Vehain mitzad zeh she'ein loy dover minamuchen. So the first the first aspect of the chiddush is that it's a complete shinui and tava. Uh, again, the, we we see yeah chiddush yesh is a chiddush. Well, this is like ayin. This is like ayin uh, yesh for taking yesh and turning it into ayin. It's a famous Hasidic aphorism that the Rabbanu Shloilim turns ayin into, into yesh. The Jew turns yesh into ayin. Um, it's a chiddush in reverse, as we would say. But there's another aspect to this chiddush as well. The first chiddush relates to the actual change in the muhusa being. The second chiddush results in how it's done. This does not come, this, uh, 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 this process of refining and subjugating teva um, is not, he's not, there are no tools. There's nothing prepared for him. There's no arm lamaila. There are no. Uh, uh, th- there's no easy way here. The, there is nothing to grab onto except him, his, his very self. There's nothing prepared. There's nothing which would aid him, assist him, give him strength, give him. It's it's all from him. It's it's not the oraliki making changes in itself, which to a certain extent. Is the case of the Avid Nemon. It's the what he's got is to a large extent responsible, to a certain extent responsible for the refinement of his of his nature, which is not too hard to refine to begin with. But here, so on the one hand, it's a complete change in Muhus. On the other hand, it is totally self-generated. Kim Hakoil, who Dafka. The whole thing comes about. Through Avaida, Nigia, tremendous Yigia, uh, uh, on his own steam. Now, again, we, uh, what, who's the he? Who, who is the he? Uh, we'll, we'll see more about this a little bit later on. But he is far closer to the he than, to, an, to a certain extent, than the Evid Naman is close to his he. You know, the, there's a, um, it's a cute expression, one of the 
popular uh, writers in the last few years, uh, sort of a pseudo-philosopher um, who writes on uh, spirituality. It's a very big topic today. Of course, the spirituality that people are all excited about, uh, mindfulness meditation and, and these various other, it's, you know, sort of fluffy, happy, feely, touchy. Um, that's not our spirituality. Our spirituality is action. Uh, it's reality. It's truth. This is a it does reduce the blood pressure. I'll grant it that. It, you do feel good. But I went too far, but it came with a very interesting expression. <clears throat> what caused him to want to change his life? I'm not going to mention his name. So he said, I woke up one night, in the middle of the night, and I opened my eyes, and I said, I cannot live with myself. I can no longer live with myself. So then he began to think, well, wait a minute. Who, who am I, and who is this self I'm living with? And it led to a whole stream of largely fruitless speculation. For us, it's a very real question. Who's the real me? Who's the real Jew? Who am I? Who am I? Well, we know at our very core, uh, we know from previous, and, and this has been brought out in, in great detail in previous Maimarim, beginning with Hashemai uh, Masaprim, the little kid, the little boy, running after his father, looking, at, looking for his father, with no giluim, with no assistance, with no light, with no maturity, with no brains, with no midas, no adult midas. It's an avoid of katnas. Lech teich achrei b'midbar. Zacharti l'chon chesed nuraiach. I will remember for you the, the, the chesed, the love of your childishness, of your youth of your immaturity. Well, when you strip away the brains and you strip away the meatus, you're left with you. And that you is uh, inexchangeable, it is unconquerable, but it's a matter of choice to find it and to activate it. And this is the, it's an avoidable essence, basically. The bittle of this individual, of the humrius, of the physicality of, of his nature, uh, becomes, is a, a total bittle, absolute com, complete subjugation. To, it was very metzius. Legamra, totally. Shane lost my cloud. There's nothing, there's nothing left of him and there's nothing left to him. Mind you, again, this is not the bittle of self-extinction, God forbid. This is, again, fine hair, fine line. Today's modern spirituality is very much based on a, a pseudo-religion. I don't even want to mention its name. Uh, it's, it involves, uh, uh, it originated in India. We are all familiar with it. It's very easy. It's a, cup of, it's a, it's a piece of cake. Uh, because it demands nothing. It's escape, pure escapism. The ultimate goal of, the, of this kind of spirituality, is self-extinction. It's total, um, what would the word be, um, transcendence, whatever, whatever that means in their terms. This self-extinction that we're looking at, is a self-extinction of action, a self-extinction of service, a self-extinction of connection with this man is alive. And, and, and this man is conquering everything. He has the power of the Bari Oilam with him. And it comes from his own efforts and his own avoiding. His own so, but yet, for himself, nothing. Of himself, he thinks he is nothing. And because of that nothingness, he's able to be able to, to serve 
100% with bittel mamish to the Odin Oilam. Ukamoyo Ebed Hagashmi, like a, 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 a servant in this physical world. Shaino Isis Shum Dover, that's my. He's got nothing. He's alive in this world, he owns nothing, he is nothing. Whatever he acquires, the master acquires. This is a famous expression in Halacha. I forget the Russian. Anyway, whatever it belongs to him doesn't belong to him. Bederach Mamela belongs to the master. Nothing. He found a dime in the street and he gives it to the masters. It's the masters to begin with because he's simply an extension of the master. He has no independence at all. He's completely and totally a subject of the master's will. That's what he is. And therefore, there is nothing. He has no agenda. He has no ambition. He wants nothing. He, his whole life is service of the master. He's not a, a, an independent being who, who has likes and wants and desires, uh, even for a dime in the street. Because if that were the case, so then there's a little bit of him that is not biddle betachlis to the master. And there is no such thing in the case of this Evid. Klal. This is like this is our Evid Poshet, <coughs> who serves by Kabbalah's oil. He's got nothing. He literally has nothing. What is his is the master's Derek Mamel automatically. Uh, never mind in Yonim Gashmiim Veruch Vechumriim. Never mind in Yonim Gashmiim Vechumriim. She'ena Shaiach Lozeklal, which has no connection at all. She'ena Shaiach Lozeklal, which is not Shaiach him altogether. Kid is bottle Chumri Lagamri because he's he's been he is mavatlet. He's destroyed it. He is. He has subjugated all of his natural uh, tendencies and proclivities and has squelched them completely and totally. Mekolvachol, to, to a complete extent. Matzad oil with respect of, to this yoke which is on his shoulders. This oil That is his being. That is his motivation. That is his whole life. He is serving as set out of the obligation of a yoke. Uh, so just like in the case of a regular servant of a, in the physical world, a, uh, 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 a servant of, of a physical master, <coughs> because of the difficulty of what's imposed upon him, the difficulty of his yoke, the, the heaviness of his yoke, which is upon him, he doesn't have the wherewithal to want anything. He is under the yoke, and someone under the yoke does not dream about a vacation to, to uh, Mexico or even a Coke. This is not part and parcel of his life. His life is the yoke. He is under the yoke. That's who he is. His life is a life of service. Not shy of to think about luxuries, vacations, or any sort of uh, self-gratifying uh, behaviors. <clears throat> For example, a poverty-stricken individual who is terribly pressed and crushed from, from poverty and difficulties, 
Ain't a barrack, she's a type of type Such a person doesn't have types. He lives from minute to minute. My is not even an issue with him. It's not even a dream. It's not a matter of a dream. It's so far beyond him because he is so uh, lacking in all things. And he is under such pressure and such difficulty and such hardship that these are not issues. It's, it's ridiculous. It's not something he's going to, he's not going to find himself daydreaming and thinking. And it's not going to happen. So just as that's the case in Gashmi's, this individual has subjugated himself, taken on the yoke. He has taken on the yoke. It wasn't put, this is by way of malchus, not by way of tyranny, not by way of a tyrant. He has taken on the yoke. And once he has taken on that yoke, he is, his body, body, mind, and soul bound to the king completely and totally in the service of the king, in the service of the ratzim of the king, without considerations, without thoughts, without feelings, without any, any self-gratification at all. So we've explained many, many times. Similarly, is the same as the story, the same way <clears throat> that such an individual, it, it'd be ridiculous to, that one would imagine that he would even think about uh, uh, luxuries or tithes or anything of that sort. It's not, it's like some, uh, someone sitting in prison in solitary confinement. You know, the last thing he's going to think about is a, a weekend trip to uh, the Hamptons or something. He's, that's not even an issue. It's not on the plate. It's not as part of his. It's not his reality. It's not his consciousness. It's not his shock in any way to who he is. Uh, the same thing is true in spirituality. In connection with the oil mal shemaim, which is on him, he doesn't have time to type his gashmi in the same way. Hagam, hine gam, also not, that's what Tavs Gashmis, which you've already explained. Hine gam be indonim ruchniyam, even in spiritual matters, he has no desires or motivations. Betfila, betayra, bekiyama mitzvahs, in any of these things. Ein zeb, chinez giliyor la'atzmoy klau, there is no or to him at all. So, so you know, isn't it Targa Or? Is, is that not light? I mean, is there not um, mitzvahs, ne'er mitzvah, Targa Or? Uh, how can that be? These, by definition, are, are bring light. Tefillah, Targa, Kima mitzvahs. How can that be? It can be because he is not doing them, he's not looking for, and he is not relating to the light. A mitzvah's lashon mitzvah means he has been commanded. That's what the master wants. Taira, That's what the master wants him to immerse himself in. Mitzvah's taira, tefillah, same story. He is all of these um, activities which he's engaging in. He's engaging strictly, completely, and totally for the service of the master. Nothing in it for him at all. Um, you, uh, uh, yeah, he's not doesn't want to do any of these things. These are not things that he's he's yearning for. That he's just itching for a little spirituality, for some gilui, for some sense, for some hair. No, none of the above. It's all for the audience. It's all for the boss. How does he know to do them? Because that's what the boss says. How does he know? Very simple. Some Shulchan Aruch and, uh, and in other Torah sources as well. The boss is very clear as to what he wants. When the boss wants to be understood, he makes himself understood. 
Veloy ichpaslei klal mashenasim zelamai. Doesn't care what happens, Lamai. He's not interested. He doesn't. He's not. That's not his issue. That through tefillin he's going to be mamshet the makifim of Hochman, bina whatever else through this mitzvah that mitzvah through tefillah the various dargas of tefillah, um, the various dargas of limud taira. Limud is a limud after all. You think it would, the whole thing isn't isn't the idea to embrace light. No, like everything else, the whole idea is to bond, bind oneself to the Ratzon of the Bari Oilam, and by being bound to the Ratzon of the Bari Oilam, you are bound to the Bari Oilam in a way that's impossible through diluium or through any other mechanism or any, any other means. So it does not mean that, God forbid, we should not enjoy, we should not search for these things, we should not yearn for them. Uh, certainly we should, and certainly we, 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 we do, and we must. But the bottom line is that if you don't succeed, if you struggle in tefillah, and you're having a hard time, you're having a hard time concentrating, you're having a hard time with kavanas, you're having a hard time just perish hamilas, and you're struggling with yourself, that's it. That's struggle. It's the struggle. It's you're, you're pushing and driving. You're the, the little child running after the father with uh, very little to go on. And that is the Avaida of the Avid Pajit. That is a, a true Avaida. There is nothing in it seemingly for you or for the Avid Pajit. It's all for the boss. And that is an extremely lofty level of connection to the Almighty. Him, um, so why does he do these things? There's no delight in me, there's no desire for them, they're hard for him. <clears throat> Because he's, it's commanded. It's, that's, he's been told to do those things. With simplicity of heart. It's just, that's what, this is what Hashem wants. Shachos min brachas, whatever. That's what he wants. That's what I will, that's, he's got, I've got to have it. I've got to give it. I have to do that. Mitzad the oil. Why? Very simple. It's God's Ratzin. Simple as that. Similarly, the Avaida of the Avaidas of Birurim, the levels of refinement of, of, of normative physicality, eating, drinking, sleeping, things of the sort. Kamai. Um, in terms of the actual fulfillment of mitzvahs and gashmias. Uh, here we've been talking about Tartar and Avaita and uh, uh, these things. Now with the actual fulfillment of mitzvahs and gashmias. And therefore, uh, all the in, things that he's engaged with in gashmias, uh, which these areas in Rishus, which are the subject of Birurim, um, things of the sort, Every single thing is with Avaida V'yagiyah. The eating, the drinking, the tefillin, the, the t- learning, it's, it's all the same simple, unified intent, which is to fulfill the will of God. And it's done by Him. There are no, uh, uh, no th- 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 there's very little encouragement along the way. Uh, someone who learns an Indian in Tari and gets all excited about it, Hashem, Hashem. But the, the key is that when the excitement begins to dissipate, or one begins to get a little bit tired, um, or one gets used to the idea, which unfortunately happens to us all the time, 
that he keeps going with the same drive because now the Torah has become not his, not, not, not something for which he has gained and benefited, but something through which he is serving his master. The main concept of the Avaida of Birurim are the, uh, this, uh, the, the, this is the Evid Mamish. Like uh, the, the Evid Pajit. But Davarasai, he la avoid avoidus pshutim. His avoida is the avoida of pshitas, not the person threading the pearls or, or, or chiseling the diamonds, but this is an avoida of pshitas. I think probably it would be a good idea to stop here. In Hashem, we will continue next time.